Welcome to Personal Branding with Lynn, a podcast for creatives launching your side hustle or second career. If you are a new creative business owner and you're struggling to find out how you can promote yourself authentically, find your ideal customers, and create a sales process that keeps customers in the pipeline, then you need a personal brand. That means if you own a business, you have a much better chance of winning people's trust if you bond with them first as a human being, and you do that by creating a personal brand. And that's the mission of this podcast. We will learn how to use a personal brand to help you launch and propel your creative business. Let's get started. Well, hello there, and welcome to a special midweek edition of the Personal Branding with Lynn podcast. It's Wednesday here, you might get this by Thursday, but I try and start the week with these podcasts. This one's in, in the middle of the week because we've had a break and I, th- and I think, you know, let me get one episode out the door. I have been pretty busy lately now with a lot of client work and then I took on the the project of re- redoing my whole website and from the from the ground up just scrapped and started over again with my website and um kind of happy with how it turned out you should check it out lynnmorton.com l-y-n-m-o-r-t-o-n.com it is uh you know more tightly focused around personal branding hey big surprise right and uh, and 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 I think it everything is now focused because I do a lot of things and and what we call multi multi passionate entrepreneur, but I think most of what I do really fits under this personal branding umbrella very well and very neatly. And this is where I'm at home, and this is the kind of stuff I like to talk about and and help business owners with, and so. Everything now on my website now is focused on personal branding to include not just the podcast, but other ways of helping people with coaching, um, with coaching programs and coaching opportunities, as well as um, um, some courses that I have coming down the pike. So it's going to be a lot of good stuff happening and a lot of great stuff on the horizon. I'm excited and looking forward to really, really going Deep with this personal branding and and working with you. So that's enough of that. This week I I want to talk about how you get media coverage. Now, for a good part of my career, I was a public relations slash media relations guy, professional, whatever the heck you want to call us, which means my job was to try and get good news coverage for the organizations I worked for and to keep the bad press away. And, you know, it, it, it was a very challenging and exciting career field. Got to explain all kinds of fun things like, why does there an oil spill in someone's backyard? And why did we spill oil into a salmon spawning creek? And <laughs> why does that government toilet seat cost $12,000? For those of you who are old enough to remember that little scandal. And and all kinds of fun stuff. Why is the air traffic control system still, still 
used from World War II technology and where we've gone so far and everything else. And, 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 and sprinkled in there, it wasn't all bad. I had a lot of great news stories too that I got to work on and I and, uh, got to participate in, in a lot of fun things. So it was, a, it was a good career. These days, because I'm in doing more marketing and personal branding, one of my clients I work with is a, the local um, newspaper here, and I do marketing for them. And because I do, I, I occasionally contribute. So I do, I, I write for them every now and then, just if I see something that interests me, I write because I like, I love to write. So I, 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 every now and then I'll just say, Hey, I see a story I want to cover. And they say, go, go have fun. And I write about it. So I'm on the masthead somewhere. I don't know where, somewhere. And as a result, I get pitched by a lot of media, media relations people like who I used to be. And having come out of that life, I, I, I look at some of these pitches and I go, Oh, that's awful. You guys never get coverage doing this. You know, they, they're just doing it. So many of them are just doing it wrong. And I don't want that for you. And so by the end of today's episode, you will be a media relations pro. How about that for a, a promise for the episode? I'm going to tell you, um, I'm going to give you a, a, a data dump on media relations, and how you get good media coverage. And because there's a lot to, to cover, we have a lot to cover in this episode. So let's cease with the chit-chat and get to work. Tell me something. Are you making one of the five big personal branding mistakes? Well, there's only one way to find out. That's right, just one way. And that is to go and take my video series and five day challenge designed to not only help you discover where you might be going wrong, but arm you with the tools to get back on track. Now, it is a series of, you guessed it, five videos and in each of these videos I talk about the mistake that I see a lot of business owners make with their personal brands and then I give you a way to fix it and how you can now if you see that mistake in your own work in personal brand how you can fix it and we end with a challenge we end with a challenge for you to go and do something to help move it forward for you. So we have five of those. And if by the time you finish those five, I think you should have done, uh, you know, made a pretty good dent in beginning to improve your personal brand. So you can enroll now for free and every day you can access a new lesson and start the challenge or you could do them all. You could binge them all in the same day. You know, wh whatever it takes, you get through the you get through the, the the challenge and put all that good information to work. Okay, start start improving your personal brand and marketing today. No cost, no catch, no commitment. Go do it.
while back, I was at a public relations conference where the keynote speaker was a White House press secretary. He was regaling us with all these tales of working with the press corps and all the things that, um, all the experiences they had. And then he dropped a doozy that made everyone in the room double over with laughter. He said, oh, it's easy to get press coverage. Just send out a news release and the media will write about it. Now, in a room of professionals who try and get media coverage for a living, we knew better. Maybe when you work in the bubble of the White House, where everything is news, it's, it's easy to get coverage like that. But for the rest of us, not so much. It takes a little work. It takes a lot of persistence. The same holds true for you and for me as a small business owners and owners of creative businesses. We can get coverage for our businesses. When I opened my first business, I got featured in in one of the local the local papers. They came out and followed me around as I did my workshop and did a whole video on me. And and I just started out. And so this kind of thing is available to you if you want to to do the work. And of course, today we're going to talk about it. So follow these tips to get yourself some great media coverage. But before I get into the tips, let's talk about why you would want media coverage. Why do you care if the media writes about you? You know, in, in my career, I've had some bosses who said, I don't want any media coverage. If you see me in the media, then you failed, young man. And, and you know, it, it's a closed mind that thinks that way because there are benefits to getting into the media and getting good coverage. It's a it's a good it's a great way to reach larger audiences. You know, in our work, it's important for us to try and build up our audiences, to to build up our mailing lists. We talked about this in previous episodes to build up our networks and get more people into our communities, because after all, it's always a numbers game. The more people you have, whatever the percentage of your closing rate is, it increases with the numbers of overall people in your community. And and how do you get people in your community? You can grow them uh, organically with your content marketing and or you can buy them with paid media and advertising. But another way is what we call earned media. And we call media, media relations earned media because we go out and we try and get earned coverage from the media. And it's... It's one way to get them to put you in front of their audiences. It's the way to to buy another audience to get on a stage where you can reach a lot of people um, in 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 one action. So that's why you want to do that. The other reason is media coverage is seen as less biased than advertising. The same message that you put in an ad that someone sees will not get the same level of regard and credibility in their minds as if they saw it from what they perceive as a non-biased source. Now, I know in today's news environment, non-biased news is almost an oxymoron, but play along, right? In a news, a strictly, strictly news environment, 
to get coverage there is seen as a little more um, reliable than the advertising, which, you know, people put their defenses up and sort of, you know, regard with a bit of more skepticism. And then the other reason you want to get media coverage is you get to raise your profile in the industry. The people who get who get coverage, who are seen commenting on the issues of the day, who write about things that get picked up, who have standing, um, who who have standing, um, let's say, opinion pieces in in industry publications. This is what we call thought leadership. They are now considered as considered as leaders and thought leaders in the industry that raises your profile and it not only brings you in more people but it raises your your credibility with them so there's less friction when it's time for you to do business and to sell with them the same reason we do publishing and content marketing marketing so that's why you want media coverage but how how do you get it well, first thing you want to do is you've got to examine yourself. You've got, you've got to do some, some self-examination of yourself and your business. You want to know what your strengths and your weaknesses are because, you know, these are the things because you might want to talk about your strength. And one of the things, one of the things about media coverage is you lose control of the message and the story once you give it to a reporter, because if there are weaknesses and, uh, and, and and things in your story that you don't have the foresight to see, you know, they could come back and bite you because the reporter is going to try and cover it what he or she considers as evenly, and you might not want what they consider evenly. You might not think that's fair. So you want to get in there and figure out where the good stories are and where the landmines are so you can one, be prepared to push the good stories, and two, be prepared if they stumble in a landmine, be prepared to deal with it so proactively. So, so that's what you want to do. You want to go and uh, and do an, an an analysis of of what you have, and then find the stories that are going to be interesting and that you think will resonate. The kinds of stories that that people. Uh, might be interested in uh, the the news that you can make anything that you are first in bigger biggest in um, fastest where you have any you can attach a superlative to something you do then that's one of the stories that you want to hang on to if you have a trend of any kind that is significant that's a, always a great story the uh, reporters like trend stories. If you're leading the industry in anything, those are great stories. And, or if you have any personalities in, in your business, you or any of your employees who are interesting or quirky for any way, then those are the kinds of things you can. And then when you're when you're making new 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 announcements and 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 rolling out new products and and making um uh, you know making what you call a you know big changes in in the business that would affect a lot of people that's also new so you you want to understand all of those things and then the next thing you want to understand is your customers or your audience the the people you're doing media relations to try and reach where do they consume their information you want to be clear about that because you you want to be in the right the right publications so you 
you know, I often, when I'm working with clients, ask them, what do you read? What do you read to stay up to date on X, Y, Z, you know, whatever it is, um, the industry is, or, 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 you know, the industry, whatever you're selling, you want to know what, what they read. What do you look at? What, what, what podcasts do you listen to if you want to stay current on what's going on here? And, and those kinds of things can inform you about um, where you should be thinking for your media relations. The next thing you want to do is think like a reporter. Now, when I say this, I mean the very last thing any reporter wants to do is promote your, your business or your company. They could care less and they would, they would consider it a, a, a big loss if they were perceived to have written what looks like a puff piece promoting your, your business on your company. No matter how cool you think you are, they don't want to do that. And so when you approach them, You've got to think like they do. They are looking for the news. What is news? Now, there are when you when you go go to to journalism school or even PR school, they tell you about the ten elements of news. Their proximity: Are you close to where something is happening? Prominence: Is it happening to somebody who's important? Timeliness: Did it just happen? Oddity: Wow, didn't expect that. The old dog bites man is not news man bites dog that's news because it's oddity consequence who does it affect conflict oh my goodness we know about conflict in today's news the human interest something interesting and quirky about a person the extremes of superlatives we've talked about that already scandal we know about scandals and then impact what's the impact that you might have these are these are the elements of news and what would make something newsworthy to a reporter. Now, I'm going to share in the in the show notes um, uh, uh, you know, the full list that I read, so you don't have to take notes there, and a, and a brief ex- explanation about each one, because you really need to know this. So, you want to know it's newsworthy. Now, you know what you're good at. You know what's news. The next thing you want to do is find the six to ten reporters who cover your industry and you try and begin some relationships. So this means you're going out and you're seeing, okay, who's writing about these things? And you want to read everything they write. You want to watch everything they produce. You want to listen to all their podcasts for the people who you are now identifying as the influencers on the journalism media and journalism side of your industry so that you know um, what kinds of things um, they cover. And and then you need to know who they are. And and then your next, you know, the, your next task is to get onto their radar. Now, that's tougher to do these days because, you know, journalists are notoriously squirrely and and. Uh, and they don't, they don't, they don't, you know, take too much to people reaching out to them. They're, they just want to go and hide in their little caves and write their little stories. But you can do that because as, as you follow them and you know what they write, you want to then engage with them online. Like on, on Twitter, you can, you know, at them for a story they wrote. 
and add something to the story. Like you want to comment smartly or do what's called advancing the story for them. Add to it something they might not have considered. Um, or even, you know, tell them, you know, what you liked about the story and didn't like it. You know, they are, they're human too and they like pats on the back whether or not they want to admit it. So you want to follow them. You want to comment smartly. You want to offer updates to help them advance stories they're doing. And then if the stories are big enough that you have that you want to take them, you can reach out to them directly and, and you know, try and do the old, you know, hey, let me buy you lunch. We used to do that a lot, but I work for big companies. And so when you work for Fortune 500 companies, a reporter might take a lunch with you because the impact you have is so much greater. As a small business owner, you might find new journalists or podcasters or 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 more local or or local or or industry specific uh, reporters and uh, you know offer the same kinds of things to them more so than national reporters. You know the industry reporters and the local reporters they're going to be more open to hear, you know, to sitting down with you and hearing more about who you are and what you do and what you might. Now, when you get their attention, you better have something solid for them or they, or you have lost the, the opportunity. So, you know, when, when I have a lunch with their reporter, I go in prepared with the stories I want to talk about. I have a folder with some backgrounder material, and then I have you know, some, some examples of people, other people in the industry that he can talk to or she can talk to for a well-rounded story. I try and give them as much as I can to round out their story because between you and me, a lot of these guys are lazy. So the more you give them and the more easier you make it for them to write their stories, the better the chance you will get it written just the way you want. And anything you want written is specifically you put it on paper and you hand it to them or you, you email it to them so that they can just, you know, copy and paste it in or at least rewrite it in their own voice. But they'll you'll get it more accurately when you make sure you give it to them. So you are finding those six to ten reporters who are most influential. You're going to follow them. You're going to you're going to engage them. You're going to try and form some relationships with them. And then when you have a good story to pitch, then you can pitch them. But before you decide to pitch a reporter and say, I've got a great story for you, you better make sure you understand, one, the, the, the publication's editorial style and focus, two, what the reporter's beat is and what that reporter likes to write about, three, the slant that the reporter usually takes when they write about these things. This is what I say, you have to do your homework. And, and this is the thing that frustrates me with the people who pitch me these days. They go onto the newspaper, they, uh, master, they see my name, and they send me these pitches that have nothing to do with anything I would ever be interested in writing about. You know, I, I work for hyper-local community newspapers, and they're telling me about stuff that happens, you know, three hours drive away, which which if they did a little homework, just a little homework, they would know that I would never be writing about that. But they didn't take the time to see who the correct person was. And so they wasted their time writing me a pitch and giving me three and four follow-ups when I, when I tell them I'm not the guy. And then some of them have the nerve to say, well, can you give it to the right person? No, I'm not going to do your homework for you. 
You go find the person you you create your own relationships. I'm not doing that for you. And no, neither will any reporter worth his salt. So you've got to do your own homework. So you pitch, you got you have to know who these people are because nothing annoys a reporter more than getting a pitch that's off brand or not focused on anything they would write with. It just shows them that you didn't do your homework. Now, when you do get it right and you do find a reporter who who writes about something in the publication you know that is perfect for your brand and they have the voice and tone that really is right up your alley and you want to pitch them you first you will do it with an email introduction and really short and you know with some backgrounders for them if they want more information like a a fact sheet or a white paper or news release now you'll send it to them once and then you know you'll follow up either you know a lot of them don't like to be called anymore but back in the old days you'd send it and then you follow with a phone call they're not going to answer so you can leave a voicemail and almost almost without fail when you say hey i sent you something they're going to go what send it again so you'll have to send it again it's the old dance you have to do and then um, they'll take a look and go, okay, this works. So this doesn't work. I'd like to hear more. No, I'm not interested, but I know who is. I'll give it to them. You know, that whole thing can happen. You can begin that negotiation. So you always email short, you know, here's, here's the story idea. You give them in, you give them the story idea in a nugget and you say, I've got some more, you know, information to back it up. Maybe a fact sheet that follows and, and personalized pitches work best, meaning, you have a you know that Lynn Morton is the reporter here in this paper. You go, it's a dear Lynn, I have a story for you. But if I if I get a pitch that looks like it went to every other newspaper in the market, I'm gonna be less interested unless it's really, really newsworthy. Because you don't wanna cover the same thing that everyone else is covering. So it, unless it's extremely newsworthy, then give me a different angle or I find a different angle to cover it with. So that's the kind of thing you want to think about. You know, one of the things, one of the, if, you're, if you're looking at magazines, a lot of magazines produce each year what's called a media kit, and it's usually for advertisers. And, and in this media kit, they have the themes of, like it's a monthly magazine, the themes of each month, what they're planning for the next year out. This is a little gold mine and they give it to you for free. So now you know exactly what the editors are, think, editors are thinking about. You can look, oh, look, in November, you're doing, an, you're doing a special you know, publication issue on personal branding. Hmm. And, and so now you can reach out to the editors and say, I see November is slated for personal branding. Well, I'm a personal branding coach. Who, who have you assigned to write these stories? I would love to provide them some in, in information. And now you can get in on the story early in the process before they start writing it when you know the topic and perhaps even help shape the story for the writer. And that's gold when you can do that, when you can get into a story that they want to write and help them shape it. <music> So 
that's another thing you can you can do. You look for those media media kits and see what things they might be covering, so that if you have anything that aligns, you can get in on that. The other thing you can do is publish your own newsworthy stories. These are the days of, you know, every you publish or perish now for 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 businesses and business owners. Your when I tell you that you've got to do content, whether it's a podcast or or a blog or a video vlog series or whatever, whatever you try to do, create regular content because sometimes that's where you might get media coverage because a lot of times reporters, you know, you want to send them and say, send it to them and say, you know, Hey, I I publish regularly on this topic and you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get it. And if they have a story and they remember, Oh wow, this guy does regular stuff on this. And Oh, this lady I met, I know she writes on this regularly. I'll let me go check to see if she's covered it. You know, now you're there and you can be a source even before they pick up the phone to call you. So you want to publish your own newsworthy stories and then you want to publish your news releases as well. Now you can, their news release distribution um, services and I'll, I'll put a list of some of the more popular ones on the show notes, but these are the people you send the release to and they send it out over the wire so that all the major publications get it. When you have real news, that's what you want to do. And then they have, you can decide who you want to send it to, whether just all national, whether just a special industry or, or, or magazines or features who you want to get it. And you pay based on how many people and to whom you want to send it. So there's a news release distribution. Now, now back in the day, the news release distribution thing was important because that's the only way you got it in front of reporters. And then if they decide to cover it, then you can get it out there. But these days, what the benefit of, of the news release distribution is also getting it out onto the web and, and into Google's crawlers. So it's good SEO for you as well. So that when people are searching for these topics, you start to pop up even because you have even more content out there from reputable news sources. Okay. And in in your news release, don't forget to have a factual boilerplate. That's the last paragraph of the news release where you give a quick overview of who you are, what you do, and what's important about you so that they can summarize your business. And when you send out news releases, the other thing you want to do is think about other multimedia assets that you can also use to complement it. Meaning the days of just sending out a, a news release on a Word doc and that's it are dead. The reporter is going to want to have images to illustrate it. They're going to want video if you have it, audio clips if you have it. Whatever multimedia you can do to help illustrate and, and demonstrate and further that story, you want to have that all that stuff included in with your news release on your website. So basically what you're creating is your own online newsroom. And in the online newsroom, you will have your own bio and your own um, about the organization one sheet. So you have all these things so that they can pick all this information up and put it together and create a story. You You are giving them all the ingredients for the meal. All they have to do is cook it. Give them the groceries, let them make the meal. So now the other thing you're doing is commenting on newsworthy topics in your newsroom, in your blogs, when something is happening, you want to give it your own spin. Now, 
when it's breaking news, that's they call that newsjacking. Something happens and it breaks in the news and you have something that you can use to make that relevant. Boom, that's great. One of my former um, colleagues who I used to support when I did media relations, a guy named Charlie Keegan, he he was like legendary in the air traffic control space. And when I when I worked to support that business and we would go out on the road and we, we did interviews all the time. This guy was really amazing. So I, I saw him the other day on LinkedIn and he was commenting on the transportation um, you know, Joe Biden now has a big transportation bill that he's going to try and push through. And because Charlie is an expert on this, he was giving all of his behind the scenes takes on the bill, how it would uh, be, be impacted by by the by the transportation, uh, you know, by the transportation department, because he'd worked there, too, and was a big wig executive in the transport. Like he was given some back. And I thought. This guy really gets it. He knows how to do it. This is when you, as a source, can get out and and comment on the news of the day and then break and and sort of shoehorn yourself in to the coverage, becoming a, a resource. Okay. Now, another way to get into stories is that that are all already being written is to get onto the list serves that reporters use. Now, the the popular one, the one that I subscribe to, is called H A R O. It stands for Help a Reporter Out, and 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 in this list serve, about three times a day, they send out a long string of queries and questions from reporters, all from national all the way to podcasts. And someone's writing a story and they want it. They want someone to comment or an expert to help educate them. They have those questions there. And so you go through it. And if you see something for which you can be an expert, then you just respond back to the reporter and, and, uh, you know, get some coverage. I, I've, I've gotten coverage in a couple places doing that. And even when I was doing my other podcast, I found speakers by actually putting queries out on that myself. So, it's a great resource, but you know, it comes like three or four times a day and it's a lot, but, but you know, you, it, it's worth it to you if you want to get coverage and build up your, your thought leadership to just get it and scan it really quickly and see if there's anything and, and that is, uh, aligns with you and your business. And if you see it, then great. You can send a shoot off a quick response and, uh, see if that goes anywhere. So the it, help a reporter out is is the the most popular one. There are others, and of course, I'm going to I'll list them on the show notes so you can um, see that for episode 27. Okay. So the other thing you can do is set up a Google Alerts. I'm not sure if how many people know about this, but when you when you do a Google search, you can you get the results back. You can tell Google to make an alert out of it, meaning. Every day, Google will do a search of that, and anything that pops up, they'll email it to you into your inbox. It's a good way to stay up to date on what's going on in your industry and how your competitors are being might be covered or how you might be covered. So you want to put your, at least your name in there. And uh, so anytime you're mentioned in the news, Google will send you uh, an email with an alert that that's for good and bad that can help you at least stay ahead of anything that might be that might be breaking. 
And then you want to do it for your competitors to see what they're doing and for the industry to see, to stay on top of any trends that might be um, happening. The other thing you want to do is make the news yourself. And, and that's by commissioning any kinds of studies or reports. You know, they reporters love statistics. So if, if for if you are fortunate enough to to sponsor any kind of a study or or a survey of some of some you know, note, the the results are newsworthy, and so people that's a way people use to to get media coverage all the time. They commission their own studies and then they report on them with great fanfare. The other thing you you can do is invite them to your events when you have tours or or if you have a facility you can invite them to come on out there you can sponsor industry roundtables where you get people who are also in your industry who are also thought leaders and you can be you know moderate it and for the the newspaper that I work for they just did one for the real estate industry they got a lot of real estate um import, big wigs from um from government, nonprofits, and business, and then they moderated a roundtable about where the real estate industry is going. And so, just by doing that, and you send that back out for because someone there is liable to make news by saying something, so you summarize it and send it back out with a link to the the overall roundtable. And of course, that can be newsworthy as well. And of course, you have your news releases and news press conference. If you have something really important to say, you can always uh, call for a press conference of some kind. So that's another way to do it. So a lot of ways you can get media coverage. But how do you know if it's working? So let's wrap this up by talking about how you measure for success or failure. So in, in in the good old days of PR and media relations, you know, we struggled with this because how do you really measure for a bean counter the the impact and the financial impact and the overall impact? Because I you know I told I opened this podcast episode by telling you all the good things you can get from it, but you but how many of them can you really measure? And in business, you want to be able to measure something to know if it's successful. And so we came up with an imperfect system at first. It's called advertising equivalent. And so what we would do is say, if we bought advertising in this newspaper, what would it cost you? And then because this is more reliable than advertising, they use a three to one ratio. So for instance, if they said, you know, buying, um, uh, buying a quarter page in this publication would cost you a thousand dollars. Okay, great. Because I got a story there that was a quarter page deep, that's worth the equivalent of three thousand dollars to the company. So, you know, th that was the imperfect solution we did to put a monetary value on it. It, it, it. But it's really, you know, what does it give you? Nothing. You just have a you have a vanity number. Um. So then becoming more nuanced, we, we started doing what we call share of voice, like, okay, of the story on the industry and all the other, because they don't, they rarely just cover you. They cover you sometimes and your competitors and other people of all the people. What percentage of the article was about me 
versus my competitors and everyone else. What's the share of the voice? Like, did I get three quarters of it and they just got a quarter? Then good. You know, that's a check mark you can put in your Excel document. And then the other thing was the tone of voice. Sometimes you don't always want to have three quarters of the article, especially if they are skewering you for something. And so is it positive, negative, or neutral? So we would also check that as another way of of, of, of saying, okay, how successful were we? And then the other thing is, what's the reach of the publication? How many people see this? You know, uh, a story in, in um, a Hawthorne, New Jersey publication doesn't have the same reach as the the New York Times <laughs> or the Washington Post. So a story there gets a whole lot more, a whole lot more weight. And so, um, and then how well is it aligned with the audience? We started there like it, the people I'm trying to reach, are they reading that publication? And so, you know, the, those are things you can do if you want to measure and run metrics by, but the, at the end of the day, I think it sort of happens over time. If you keep getting a lot of this coverage, people see you, they know you, and more people start coming. When people come to your business, you ask them, how did you hear about me? And the more people say, I read about you there. Now, that's the ultimate in in a metric that you should want to, to track. Okay? So, yeah, great. There, You're getting business as a result of it. Now, that is the ultimate metric in in my book. So... So, so that, that's the, the other way you would measure it. Now, of course, what you would want to do is when you get these kinds of hits, you put them on your website as well. You, you want to have that media, that list of all the media places where you've been covered. You see that on the websites all the time. And then when you're covered by big and national and notables, a lot of times you would do like a logo bar, you know, as seen in. And that gives you some some um, social proof and more credibility for your business, right? So that's another thing you can you can do um, after you know after measuring it. And then you know, assuming that you get great coverage, you know you, you, it's okay to write the reporter note and say, hey, uh, you know I enjoyed the story, but I would compliment. The, the, the coverage, but not the content, you know what I mean? Like they don't want to feel like you are giving them a handshake for, for writing a puff piece because that would annoy them. But you want to say, hey, that was good, fair, and accurate because that's what they that's what's going to be important to them. It was fair and it was accurate. So thank you. And, and if you need anyone else to comment, if you need any more of this, I'm always available. That's how you close it out. Okay, so that's what you do. And that's it, folks. That is you know, a media relations <laughs> workshop in 30 minutes. There you go. You've become a pro in just 30 minutes. So yeah, that's what we do is to get media coverage. And you know, I'll, ha- I'll have my notes on the show, no- on, you know, the episode 27 on the website, lynnmorton.com. You know, if you go look for uh, slash podcast or even if you do slash search and you just put in zero to seven, it should come up. So there you go. That's how you find this. And if you, you know, want to learn more about media coverage, then drop me a line and let me know too. And I can, I can, you know, maybe blow this out because there's so much you can go into in all these topics. Um, we can dig into it more if there's interest. All right. So that's it. This is how you get coverage to get yourself into media. I hope I read about you soon. 
thank you again for joining me for episode 27, how to get great media coverage for your business. Remember, check out the show notes for some of the helpful resources we talked about during the episode. And remember to take the five day challenge to make sure you're not making one of the the five big personal branding mistakes. Check out the new website, lynnmorton.com, L-Y-N-M-O-R-T-O-N.com. C-O-M, you know, dot com spell, right? And then, of course, if you if you are enjoying this podcast, go on over to Apple Podcasts and do a rate and review. And of course, refer me to another person who's also working on their second career or side hustle, trying to get their their business off of the ground using a personal brand. All right. Thank you so much. I am looking forward to talking with you again next week. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to Personal Branding with Lynn. If you took something helpful from today's episode that you plan to put into practice, I'd love to hear about it. Please let me know and share it with our listening friends. We'd love to encourage and support you along your path. Leave a comment wherever you heard this or at Personal Branding with Lynn, either on Facebook or on Instagram. Don't forget you can subscribe at lynnmorton.com forward slash subscribe and share this episode with another creative business owner. That's it for now. Let's get together next Monday and do it all over again. Good luck this week. Cheers. Cheers.